Hello, Vikram. Hey, Rachel. Guess what? What? This is in the grow. Again? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And today, here I am being a bad host. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just feel like I generically every time I'm like, and today we're talking on, about. On today's episode. Yeah. Well, we've talked about compost before, but it's a very special, delicious thing. It's not really delicious. No, I like delicious, delicious was a good word. Good. Yeah. yeah that's a good uh, word. But it's worth talking about again because it's been a long time. That was one of our first episodes and everybody loves compost. Everyone should love compost. That should, that, talking about merch, everybody loves compost. I like it. That's great. Just a pile of like soil. Yeah, dirt. that kind of looks like poo. Yeah, maybe has a banana peel in it. Yeah, and some flies. Yeah, perfect. Fly, flies are good. Yeah. Yeah, because the maggots can break it down, Yeah, they right? do. Yeah. Roly-polies. You weren't prepared, but this is, we're getting into the nitty gritty. We're jumping right in. We're, ta- we're just going to squelch through the compost. <laughs> Squish, squish. Okay, did did you? I, we probably can't talk about this on air. Did you watch Stranger Things? Yes. Although the the captions are out of control. Every other, t- it's like wet squelching. I'm like, yeah. stop. I know exactly what you're. Whose job about. was this? You had one job. <sighs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So compost. Yeah, compost is a good and inexpensive way to fertilize your garden and recycle like reintroduce the nutrients of your waste into your garden Mm -hmm. and you know it's like it's a gift that keeps on giving yeah and it's the circle of life (laughs) everything is compost eventually is a music break no is it gonna be a musical podcast now is that a thing uh, That's gotta be a thing. I'm sure that was the radio. That, it's not yeah, even a podcast. I was gonna say, is that what music is? <laughs> <laughs> yup, sure is. It's like you're trying to tell a story, but there's music there, and you're yeah. It's just music. You can go listen to music. Um, yeah, <laughs> the compost is great. I feel like people think compost is really difficult. Like composting is really difficult. Yeah, or like complex. Yeah. And you know, compost kind of sounds like complex. Yeah, that's got to be it. But right? it's, that's it's why not. people think that. It's not. You should just call it, leave it in a pile. Which is pretty much it. So you think about how, what what is a process? It's We're really talking about the process of organic matter decomposing, right? That is compost. And in nature, right, you think about a forest floor. If you've, you know, maybe you don't a lot if you live in Lubbock. But if you've been to a forest at some point, you know, the the floor is soft and like rich and it smells earthy. Mm-hmm. If there's, you know, there's not another word for that. It it's smells earthy. Smell. And um, a lot of that is because, you know, leaves drop and microorganisms start to break them down and wood and everything else. And over time you get this really rich soil uh, or this organic matter that gets incorporated into the soil, which mm-hmm. gives nutrients back. It improves water holding. It improves the soil structure. It is a good thing that just happens naturally. Yeah. And, you know, if you really wanted, you could go get a very expensive compost turner barrel thing for your backyard. Or they have like these indoor ones now that like go on your counter and you just like dump stuff on it. And it's supposed to like really quickly make compost. I don't know. 
Hmm. Feels like a gimmick to me. I mean, I, I've seen people have like the smaller little bin that they take out to the compost, but not like there's a and like I, on the counter. I mean, yeah, and it's it's know. really interesting. It's it's like you throw your vegetable scraps in it, and somehow it like is supposed to very quickly break it down. I don't really I mean, know. They probably put some kind of enzymes in it or something. I have no idea what you're talking just about. To speed that's the just, process. That would be my guess. I mean, yeah. that's what they do with the septic tank. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, that's true. So a similar process actually, just yeah. breaking down organic matter. Rather than human poo. Yeah. Uh, so, question. Sorry, that is the second time I think I've said poo today. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's, nat- we're talking, it's natural processes. What can you compost? Anything. 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 But. Yes, there are some caveats. There are caveats. So, the, so the answer. Okay, well, also, it does need to be organic, by the way. You can't compost plastic. No, right. Or, like, you know, if you've got some old marbles, don't put those yeah. in your compost pile or you know anything organic anything organic but but there are some definite caveats here so we just i'm touching it aren't i i'm touching the microphone i did it in the last one too uh so yes there are some caveats here and it's important to remember that the most basic thing if you have like a backyard compost pile that you know you just throw your table scraps in or a bin or whatever um you really probably want to stick to um like vegetable and fruit scraps, mm-hmm. you know, eggshells are okay. A few other things that are non-vegetable are okay. But in general, you really want to stick to those kinds of waste products because one, they're less likely to carry diseases, mm-hmm. right? That are, you know, animal pathogens or, or whatever else. Um, they break down quickly. Mm-hmm. They don't typically leave. I mean, they're, they're not going to smell great, right? We've all smelled a decomposing yeah. something, but yeah, it's not going to smell as bad as like if you leave, you know, bits of your steak out for a while, like, yeah. you know, um, and it, it's generally considered to be easier to, to compost um, like plant material, some oh, yeah. kind of plant material. Well, I think we all have witnessed that if you're lazy enough and uh, watch things go bad in your fridge. Yeah. Like it takes a steak a lot longer to get moldy than like a cucumber to get mushy in your crisper. Right. And then that's a smell. For sure. Yeah. Here's an interesting point that I'll, I'll like impose right here. Uh, if your compost still smells bad, it's not done yet. Oh, yeah. Because it should smell earthy. Yes. And delicious. Yes, exactly. It should smell like rich, like forest soil. Mm-hmm. So if it still smells like it's rotting, it's just not done yet. Just give yeah. it more time. Go turn it. Go water it. Give it a little more time. Mm-hmm. So technically, you can compost animal proteins, too. Yes, but you're going to have to put in a lot more work. A lot more work. It has to, you have to get your compost pile hotter. And you're, probably fend it off from varmints. Yes. Uh, you know, you, you're trying to get your internal temperature of your compost pile like 150 degrees Fahrenheit plus, which is a byproduct of insects and soil microorganisms doing their thing. As mm-hmm. they respire, as they live, they're producing heat. Mm-hmm. And that's where that heat comes from. But that heat is also enough to kill most pathogens mm-hmm. um, and decompose that animal material completely. Because you think about it, there have been a lot of animals on the planet mm-hmm. and they're not here anymore. No. So where did they go? There's not just big piles of animal all over the place, right? They're composted. They decompose. They end up back in the soil. They broke down, break down to their nutrient part, their component parts, their nutrients. Mm-hmm. But for a backyard compost pile, you really have to be careful using animal proteins. Because, again, you can get disease issues. You can get varmints. get a lot of smell you don't want. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can turn it often enough, 
if you can keep it hot enough, sometimes you have to cover it even with like a tarp or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely do that. So you said 150 degrees? Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. higher. It can go higher. It will I, go I think higher. You said, like, I think once before you, maybe I'm just thinking of food, but it made sense to me. I was like, yeah, like 165 degrees or whatever. Sure. Like it, there's some meats you like need to get to that temperature, right? It, For that to be yes hooked through so the time matters too right so if you can keep it like 150 for days and days and yeah. days that's enough to denature a lot of those proteins that mm-hmm. can cause viral illnesses or bacterial mm-hmm. infections things like that if you can get it up to 165 170 it doesn't have to sit there as long mm-hmm. right you mm-hmm. can uh sort of so yes it honestly you're not like turning on the oven like what you're trying to do is make sure that it stays wet so mm-hmm. those microbes have something to you know work mm-hmm. with, that it stays aerated, so you turn it regularly, mm-hmm. and then the microbes do the rest of the work. Yeah. So sometimes it does get hotter than that. And you can, again, like throw a tarp over it mm-hmm. uh, and let the sun heat it up and do a little of the work for you. Yeah. If you don't know what me- we mean by turning it, you, you know, at, just get a shovel or something if you don't have it in a roller or whatever and you know literally turn turn it it over over a couple of times yeah so what a lot of people will do is they'll have two spots right Mm -hmm. like right next to each other that these are my compost spots Mm -hmm. so they'll make their pile in one Mm -hmm. and then they'll go out a week later or however often they're going to turn it and then essentially they just shovel it into the other pile Mm. right and that aerates it it mixes it together and then they wait another week or 10 days and then they shovel it back and just moving it back and forth like that Mm -hmm. eventually you get some like finished compost yeah and literally, it can just be two piles next to each other. Yep, it, it doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't any, just put it on the ground. Sure, it might not be attractive, but and, you know, just you know, put it to where it's not gonna offend anybody else. For sure, and what a lot of people do is get like pallets. Yes. Like old pallets and make mm-hmm. a frame out of them, uh, mm-hmm. usually with two separate bins or just areas. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps sort of define the space and it doesn't like get Blow as, away yeah. or whatever. Not uh, that it's really going to if it's going right because it'll right. be moist and stay in a yeah. pile. <laughs> yeah, but like if you're concerned about it, you know, falling over or just if you, and it looks better too. What I've seen people do um, is get old pallets and wrap them in chicken wire. Mm-hmm. So they have a little more like mass yeah. to them. Yeah. And then just drive stakes in the ground and drop mm-hmm. them over the top of the stakes. Yeah. Uh, old like T-posts, whatever else. Um, and then you just build a frame. Yeah. And you've also talked about doing the five gallon two five gallon buckets because mm-hmm. if you drill holes in one you get the compost tea at the bottom yes so you set one on top of the other compost in that and then you can just pick it up and dump it into another bucket to turn it mm-hmm. but yeah that compost tea is um called humic it's essentially humic acid it's the byproduct oh, okay. of this stuff breaking down mm-hmm. and humates are high in nitrogen high in a lot of the the elements that we're talking about the, mm-hmm. the minerals we're talking about that are plant nutrients um, some people will apply it directly to their plants. Mm-hmm. Some people use it like a concentrate sort of, yes, yeah. and then will dilute it and add it and fertilize with that. I would probably recommend that do like a one to four, you know, mm-hmm. compost tea to water ratio. Yeah. Uh, so, so that you don't accidentally get too much salt in your plant and burn it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems like you might run the risk of shocking it a bit if you throw too much on it at once yeah and you know outdoors if you're gonna like spread it out across your garden and then water it in that's fine but like if you're using it for your house plants i would definitely dilute it yeah before you go out and use it but it's really handy and i like the bucket idea because if you're intimidated it's a lot smaller of a batch right and then like you said you can just it before it really starts making tea you can just 
switch them back and forth or mm-hmm. just get a third bucket. Yeah. So two with holes, one that doesn't, yep. right? Or something like yep. that. And then just dump them in. And, you know, you've got some high quality organic material. Um, you know, there's a big thing going around right now, um, fermented plant juice or plant juice as a fertilizer source. And essentially that's you take greens, whatever greens are sort of endemic to your area mm-hmm. and soak them in like water. You put mm-hmm. them in a big jar and let them soak for like two weeks. Essentially you are going through this process of making compost tea just Quicker. in a very quick and yeah. sort of um, concentrated sort of way. Mm-hmm. Then what a lot of people will do is strain out the solids and throw them in their compost pile mm-hmm. and then use that as like a, a concentrate um, like you would a compost tea or something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it feels in some ways when you watch people make it a little like, eh, this is a weird like plant hack thing that you know, doesn't work. It seems like, but cultures all over the world have been making fermented plant juice for forever as Mm -hmm. a fertilizer source. Mm -hmm. And um, they've actually done some studies, I believe at the university of Colorado and the university of Hawaii Mm -hmm. using um, sort of native plants. And the reasoning is, okay, these are plants that are part of this native ecosystem. And over time, they're going to break down and die and decompose in the soil and Mm -hmm. add a specific set of nutrients into the soil. So if we take these and we use them to make fertilizer, we're not introducing anything that's not already sort of there. And it's an interesting concept. And I've seen data that it's actually pretty compelling. Like it seems like a really smart idea. Like I had no idea. That's amazing. (laughs) And so like when you get on, on TikTok or whatever, and you see someone make uh, like banana water with like, take some banana peels and throw it in a jar for 20 minutes and then water with that. That's how you make a gnat farm. Yeah. If you want gnats and fruit flies, that's how you do it. Yeah. The concept is not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just you need more time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think why some of those things, and this is actually on on topic. <laughs> should, I have to remind myself sometimes, like, no, you're not chasing a rabbit too far. This is still on topic. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that so many of these, like, plant hacks are so compelling for people is it's like, oh, you just have to, like, soak it for, like, 20 minutes. I just have to soak this for a day. Mm-hmm. It just needs, like, it doesn't take me any time. I can just do it and I'm watering. It's fine. All of these biological processes take time. Whether it's a week, whether it's two weeks, um, I have a friend that does this 18 day compost thing, but it's real intense. You've got to like turn it twice a day and water it and do all these other things. It's possible to go from like table scraps to finish compost in three weeks. But even that, like that's three weeks of very intense work. Yeah. You're thinking, I mean, normally you should be thinking like, if I throw this banana peel in my compost pile, it'll be ready to add back to my garden in two or three months. Mm -hmm. You know, it Mm -hmm. takes time. So I understand why some of these, these like, make fertilizer quick things are compelling. Mm-hmm. But the fact is something like a fermented plant juice that's actually researched, that's actually mm-hmm. like uh, has some historical and scientific basis. Those are maybe better ideas. Mm-hmm. than. So what a lot of people do is they'll take their table scraps and just throw them in their garden beds. Mm-hmm. And that's not doing it. No. Eventually, sure. Yeah. But you're it's not. It's going to take longer that way. Yeah, and, and the odds are something's going to come and just kind of carry that away. Mm-hmm. A bird or an animal, and fine, they eat it, whatever, or they do something else with it. But ultimately, like, just throwing your scraps in your garden beds are not really doing you a lot of good. You're much better adding them to a compost pile and giving it a few weeks yeah. and then having a really a great product to use. Yeah. 
I mean, the compost is the slow brew. Yeah. The plant fermented plant juice is the quick brew. A little bit faster. Yeah. Yeah. That's sure. the instant rice and the regular yeah, rice. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately, and, and I, another thing I think we should talk about a little bit is the sort of nutrient density of compost. Okay. It is, you're not going to deliver as much nutrient per volume as you are with like a synthetic fertilizer. Okay. You're just not. Um, you know, a lot of finished compost may be five to seven percent nitrogen, which is not bad by volume, right? So if you put a hundred pounds of compost out, uh, or if you have a hundred ba pound bag of compost, mm -hmm. maybe five to seven pounds of that is nitrogen, mm -hmm. which is fine, mm -hmm. right? It's good. Uh, if you really need a lot of fertility in your soil, some of the bags of fertilizer you buy are 40% nitrogen by volume. So depending on your situation, like compost is great. I will never discourage someone from using compost. Right. But if it's like, I'm trying to start this garden bed and I need to plant vegetables next week, mm -hmm. I'm going to start some compost. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. Go out and start with some synthetic fertilizer, mm -hmm. get your uh, sort of soil status, your nutrient status good, start your plants and then add compost over time. Mm -hmm. And that really builds up a healthy soil yeah. over time. It's more like it's for regular care and maintenance. Right. It's not going to help you jumpstart. Right. But it is still one of the best, just nature doing its thing to continue nourishing what nature already does so absolutely but in our man-made way like you said we're just like taking things that happen in nature and like putting them into situations that are not necessarily normal yeah i mean tomatoes in nature don't grow in cages no you know what i mean and so like we have to be able to there, there's a little bit of a give and take there like we're, we're making an artificial landscape Sometimes we may have to use things that are not as natural as we like if we're trying to get to a certain point. Yeah. If you don't mind waiting, 100% compost every time. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we were kind of ragging on it a little bit. Not really, but just we are still here to sing the praises of compost. Don't, absolutely. Don't be discouraged on compost. No, com absolutely compost. Absolutely always have a compost pile if you have the means to do so. Yeah. Um, I just think that it's important that folks understand that, like, especially if you're moving in like a new house where maybe the soils are super depleted mm -hmm. and you're trying to grow a garden quickly. What I think is important that people understand is sometimes that you use these things that are really good things. They're really good to use, but it sometimes doesn't work right away. And then mm -hmm. people get frustrated and they think compost doesn't work. I'm never composting again. Yeah. I did all this stuff and my tomatoes still aren't happy. It's like, okay, well, your soils were just too depleted. Yeah. Get them to a place where you can grow your tomatoes and they'll be happy mm -hmm. and then maintain long-term using compost. Yeah. So no, I don't want to ever discourage anyone from doing it or using it. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. I just think we, like everything, have to manage our expectations yeah. Um, and have realistic expectations of whatever biological system we're working with. Yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. And I guess if you're going to do it, if you live with other people, which most people are cohabitating with the family or whatever, uh, get everybody on board so that yeah. you're not missing out on some valuable scraps and, uh, you know, 
also so people know not to put like meat in there or whatever. I know that sounds silly, but just it's important to implement like a plan if you want to do it so that you can actually do it. It's a great family activity too. I and mean, I know that sounds silly or dorky and it is maybe, but like I could see a kid being pumped like oh, oh I can scrape my plate into this cool bucket yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I don't have to throw it away. And then you get to watch it decompose. You can learn about earthworms and roly polies and soil organisms and all the stuff that lives around us and apply it to this bigger concept of okay, we're doing this in our backyard in a orange Home Depot bucket or whatever. Mm -hmm. But forests have been doing this for hundreds of millions of years. Yep. And they just do it. Yeah. And it's such a cool learning tool as much as anything else about, you know, our ecology and how the world works. Yeah, it really is. Again, circle of life. Yes. Show them the Lion King and then show them how to compost. (laughs) (laughs) Vikram hates me now. No, I was going to make a joke that I'm glad I didn't. Okay. You can tell me off my I'll tell you when we're done. Uh-huh. Oh, bad joke, I guess. It wasn't bad. It's, it's just, just it's just kind of blue. Yeah, it's sad. Aw, sad jokes. Yeah. You know what we should talk about is how do you use compost? Yeah. I you, mean, we mentioned diluting it, but But with the more compost tea, like with the compost yeah. tea, how do you use the solid stuff? Yeah. Top dressing? Top dressing. So a lot of people think if I incorporate, so what a lot of people will do is they'll put their compost out and then they till it in, which is okay. It is far better just to top dress with it. Put a a half inch layer of compost in your garden beds and let the earthworms and stuff do their job. Yeah. Easier for you and less like seeds that you maybe don't want to turn up like from weeds and other things like that. Yeah. I mean, other things, whatever. Weeds, just weeds, just weeds. Uh, yeah. And so like, that's why so many places are going like no-till agriculture, no-till gardening. You don't want to bring all that stuff up to the surface. You just lay it on top. It'll naturally attract insects and earthworms and all kinds of other things. And they'll carry it down into the soil. They'll come up to feed on that organic Mm -hmm. matter. They leave it as they move down through the soil. All you have to do is put it on top. Yeah. Really easy. Again, could be a cool family activity because if it brings some cool beetles, I kids will love watching beetles burrow through. Yeah, it's fun. Or, or maybe I'm just was a weird kid at heart. I think kids I like that. Like, I, I like that. Yeah. Watch that. I like it. Yeah. I think it's cool now. I still think it's cool. I do too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, again, if, if you are, if you're planning on tilling up a bed anyway or breaking up a bed anyway, it's not a bad thing to incorporate some compost in the process, right? Mm-hmm. But don't till up a bed just so you can incorporate your pro- your compost. Right. Just throw it out. Works fine. Some people even like top dress their lawns mm-hmm. uh, with a half inch of compost. It's not so much that it really builds up the uh, like, like, you know, you don't want your lawn four inches taller than the sidewalk, right. which you see when you're like walking around sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it won't really do that. A, half, a quarter to a half an inch. It gets broken down pretty quickly. Just soaks ends up in. in the soil yeah. and it's good to go. Soaks in is a weird way to say the bugs and the microorganisms do all the things to incorporate it. But it's not inaccurate. Mm -hmm. It does soak in. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Well, compost is awesome. Yes. Vikram uh, and the horticultural gardens here at Texas Tech are having a fall event soon. On September 17th, I believe from 9 to 2. That's what we've been talking about. 
follow our social media. Just look up Texas Tech Greenhouse. There'll be more information. But yeah, we're going to do a fall garden field day where you can come out and look at plants. You can vote for your favorites. We'll have games and yeah. other stuff. Play, cool places to take pictures. Yeah. Uh, lots and, of lots of pretty spots for pictures because the garden's looking amazing. Oh, thank you. Yes. And we've got a lot of work to do between now and then, but uh, it will be ready to go. And it's it's always a fun event. People love to come out and learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a butterfly release one year, which was fun. Ooh. Yeah. We released Monarchs, which was cool. That is cool. We may do that again. We I hope we, so. have, we haven't talked about it, but it may happen. We'll see. Super cool. Uh, but you should come out anyway. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be a good chance to also bring your garden questions with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to try to answer them while you're here, and and it'll be a fun fun time. Yeah, for sure. And it's just it, come and see all their hard hard work pay off because it's really pretty. There's a lot of good smells, a lot of good looking flowers. That basil smells amazing. So good. It's so good. I can't get away. Like, I just want to stand over there and <laughs> shove my face in all the basil plants. We have about 10 varieties of basil, and yeah. they all smell different. Yeah, but it's just, it's all so good. It's very good. I love good. it. Yep. So, yeah, y'all come out for that. I'll be sure to come out and not be a hermit and be here. <laughs> for I'll remind stuff. you not to be a hermit. Yes, good. Thank you. Make me come out of my cave or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so come out for the fall what is it? Fall, fall Garden Field Day. Well, field Day. I'm That's working what I on keep that name. Yeah. Fall Field Day. Yeah. But come on out. And if you have any questions about that or you want to write to us your plant questions or, I don't know, plant tell, stories. What's your favorite plant? Tell us how much you like us. Yeah. You can write to us at inthegrowpod at gmail.com. We would or, really love to hear from you. Yeah. And you can follow Vikram on the Plant Prof yep. on TikTok. Yep. And he also has his own podcast, Planthropology, and it's awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah. All right. Until next time, this has been In the Grow. We love you. Yeah. And uh, we love plants. We do. Okay. Goodbye. All right. Bye. Support for this program comes from Gardner's Supply Company, an alternative to the big box stores that values its customers and delivers straight to your door. Gardner's Supply Company is 100% employee owned and operated. Learn more at gardeners.com.